Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's November the 14th. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1940. And we travel to Coventry in central England, where the German Luftwaffe destroyed St. Michael's Cathedral during the devastating Coventry Blitz. More than 43,000 homes, just over half the city's housing stock, were damaged or destroyed in the raid. And the official death toll from that night was 554 people. But the real figure could have been much higher with many people unaccounted for. St. Michael's was the only English cathedral to be destroyed in the Second World War. And King George VI is said to have wept as he stood in the ruins of the burnt out cathedral, surveying the destruction. Only the tower, spire, the outer wall and the bronze effigy and tomb of its first bishop, Huish Yeatman Biggs, survived. And as help poured in the next day, demolition crews had to be prevented from pulling down the cathedral tower. They didn't realise it had been leaning for at least a hundred years. The surviving spire rises to 284 feet, that's 87 metres, and it's the tallest structure in the city. It's also the third tallest cathedral spire in England, with only Salisbury and Norwich cathedrals rising higher. And when the height of the weather vane is included, it's 290 feet, that's 88 metres high. The ruins of this older cathedral remain consecrated land and are listed as Grade 1. And following the bombing, the provost, Richard Howard, had the words Father Forgive inscribed on the wall behind the altar of the ruined building. When the new cathedral was built next to it, Benjamin Britten composed an inspiring war requiem which was commissioned and first performed the cathedral. See the podcast of November the 3rd. The air raid on Coventry was the single most concentrated attack on a British city in the Second World War. Codenamed Moonlight Sonata. As it was predicted, it was a brilliant moonlit night, so bright that the traffic could be see- move around on the road without light. The devastating raid lasted for 11 hours and involved nearly 500 Luftwaffe bombers gathered from airfields all over occupied Europe. Hitler ordered the raid as revenge on the RAF attack on Munich. And Coventry lost not only its great medieval church of St Michael's, but its central library and market hall, hundreds of shops and public buildings, and a 16th century palace yard where James II once held court. Nazi propagandists coined a new word in German, Coventryeren, which meant to raise a city to the ground. And at midday the next day in Coventry, it was as warm as spring and almost dark because of the effects of the firestorms. The city experienced a state of shock and in some cases a hysteria that had not been recorded in any other British wartime city. And when the BBC broadcast an interview which spoke about the number of casualties, the dislocation 
and the shock people felt. It turned out to be some type of trigger point for the government and ministers were determined to exert more control over the BBC. Two government appointed liaison officers were placed inside the BBC and it was the closest the BBC came to being taken over by the government. World War II has often been cited as an example of total war, involving the total mobilisation of manpower and resources for war. The concept of total war moved geography and economics into prominent positions in Nazi thinking. Nothing was out of bounds, and civilian centres became factors in the demoralisation of countries. It is interesting how cathedrals took on particular significance during these bombardments. An unexploded bomb in Genoa Cathedral became a pilgrimage site. See the podcast of February the 9th. And during the Battle of Britain, the German Luftwaffe launched heavy nighttime air raids on London. St Paul's Cathedral became an inspiration to the British people after miraculously escaping major bomb damage even as historic buildings nearby were reduced to rubble. Images of St Paul's, framed by smoke and fire, became a symbol of Britain's indomitable spirit. Civilian defence brigades, including the St Paul's Fire Watch, protected the structure from the fire. And at one point an unexploded bomb was removed at great risk from the roof of the cathedral. However, in 1944, St. Paul's bells rang out to celebrate the liberation of Paris. And in 1945, services marking the end of the war in Europe were attended by 35,000 people. The ruined cathedral in Coventry now stands for international peace and reconciliation. And in 1947, Coventry had adopted its first German twin city, Kiel. Dresden followed in 1956, and this was particularly poignant, as on the night of the 13th to the 14th of February 1945, 773 RAF Lancaster bombers dropped 1,180 tonnes of incendiary bombs and 1,470 tonnes of high-explosive bombs undressed and killing up to 25,000 civilians. The inner city of Dresden was largely destroyed. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at Dei Verbum, a key document from Vatican II. As we're coming towards the end of a year of podcasts, It's unlikely that next year we'll be able to keep up producing a daily podcast unless funding allows it. If you wish to support us or can suggest themes for a series of podcasts for next year, please email us on pogppod at gmail.com That's pogppod at gmail.com Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net Thanks for listening and have a lovely day wherever you are.